What's up, family? It's your girl, the radical redhead, Cole Phillips, coming to you live and in person. Well, you're not watching me, but that's not the point. The point is, we're here on No Ordinary Church Girl, candid conversations on love, pain, and everything in between. What's going down, Knock Nation? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, hi. How are you? How you be? How your mama, your daddy, all them people? And, and all that good stuff. Y'all know, I, I, you know, I'll be so excited when we can commune together in the midst of people because I feel like I'm talking to myself nowadays in my home. I mean, my kids are there. That's not the point. But the point is, I want to see people again. I want to get in front of you. I come alive. The energy of the people just does something to me. And I got to say, I miss seeing people, massive amounts of people, right? But that's neither here nor there. I do have some interesting news for you, so I'm going to go right into it. Let's get into some news you absolutely can use. <laughs> Last week's news you most certainly won't use. So, tell you, tell you. Yes, ma'am. Um, you know, you know. Wait, 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 wait. Let me back up just for a second. I, I'm, you know, I'm getting Don't older. Don't run away from the story. No, now. no, 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 no. I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there okay. because it's going to be his first time hearing it when it happens. Because I'm not going to say it between. Oh now. my. <laughs> Bubba, I love you with everything in me. Just know before I say anything else, I love you so much. Uh -oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> but let's rewind for a second. I'm getting older. Okay. No, you're not. I'm, I'm, I am. I'm acknowledging it, okay? The number is going up. I don't feel older. I actually feel very fine. I've been working on this body, and let me tell you, she is coming together, okay? Woo. I mean, look here. I'm going to make a 15-year-old sit down and say, how can I be like you? Baby, you got to get in your 40s first. No. <laughs> and uh, word to the wise, let me help the young, in, the young men out there. Um, you need to just go and stay with the skinny girls because skinny girls get thick in the right places. Then you're going to be glad that you stuck out with the skinny girl. That's all I'm going to say. Interesting. I'm just saying, because when I was younger, you know, this is this is just a personal thing. When I was younger and I was in high school, you know, all the boys went for the girls with the big bucks and the big boobs. And, and I said big bucks, big butts and big boobs. And they were curvy and whatever those numbers are, the 25, 36. 32. I don't know what the numbers are. Y'all know what y'all said. Whatever. You know, back then, what is it? Sir Mix-a-Lot. I like big butts. You know, all I that kind of stuff. Lie. You know, they did. And I didn't have it. I didn't have it. You know what I had? I had a flat back. That's what I had. <laughs> she had back, thigh, calf, foot. <laughs> that was me. But not anymore. Bubba's a blessed man. <laughs> well, man. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, TMI. But it's not the point. I'm just saying, skinny girls didn't get love. Skinny girls got abused. They were, you know, told you're too skinny for me. I like a girl with a little meat on her bones. Well, guess what? The girl with the skinny body and the big head, the, she, she filled it out. Her head and her body are now aligned and it looks good. No, that's for all the fleshly people. Okay, let's get a little spiritual. Not really. I'm not done. So uh, here's a story. <laughs> So this is going to be news you absolutely can use for the ladies um, in the house. Okay? Ladies, listen closely and, and pay attention. Don't lose your ring. <gasps> yep, I said it. I said it. Don't lose your ring. When a man proposes to you and he takes his time to find the ring that he believes that you will, will love and wear and show off to the girls, don't lose it. Don't lose it. Don't lose it. <laughs> 
and I'm irritated. You're still running away from this story. I am running away from the story. Okay, I'm going to go right in. I'm going to dive right into it. I'm just going to go like, in. Scoop I'm going into the it. deepest part of the ocean Let's here. Let's go. This morning, before coming into the studio today, I was politely getting dressed and doing my normal routine. And I was like, hey, all right, let's pull out the drawer where the nice ring is. Because I got a really nice dresser drawer that actually has compartments for jewelry. It's pretty cool. So I was pulling it out. And I said, let's grab the ring so we can bling bling all day. Okay. I go to open the drawer. And to my surprise, the ring wasn't there. And I lost it. I was like, um, I, mm, it's, um, I closed it. I actually did. I closed the drawer, opened it back up. Abracadabra. I said, you know, I'm just, I'm having issues. I'm just, I'm still tired. I opened it up, looked. I said, it's not there. Why is it not there? And I hadn't worn it in a couple of days. And, you know, uh, Bubba got into me because he was like, I'm going to need you to wear that, wear that ring all the time. I said, I'm in the house. When we're in the house, I don't need to wear the ring because I'm in the house. We know what the deal is in the house. It's when I go outside the house that I represent what's going on in the house. And he just kind of looked at me like, nah. I'm not going for that. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, I tried. Okay, whatever. So, ladies, um, I had already been chastised by my mother. Because you guys know my mom was living with me before she moved back to Michigan. So, I got engaged before my mom left. And I would take the ring off. So, I don't like washing, you know, my hands, putting sanitizer on and stuff on top of my ring. So, I usually take it off, do whatever I do, put it right back on, right? So, when I would wash dishes, take it off put it like, you know, away from everything so it didn't fall in the sink or something and then put it back on when I was done. But they would find it on the counter. Like I would take it off, wash dishes and it'd still be on the counter. Like, see, she gonna lose that ring. That's what he would say. This is why you are careful about the things you put in the atmosphere, people. Okay? When God tells you, you speak a thing, you be careful what you're speaking because you are manifesting. And so, guess what? My mama said it. He said it. My kids didn't say it because they know better. But that's not the point. So everybody's saying, I'm going to lose the ring, I'm going to lose the ring, I'm going to lose the ring. So I had in my head, I'm not losing this ring. Y'all tripping. I'm responsible. Then today happened. This morning, I open the drawer and I look in that beautiful compartment where normally it's bling blinging just like it would. It even has the nice little like velour stuff that they do at the jewelry stores, you know, make it really shine. when I got all that. I open it up. It's not there. Close it. Open it back up. I'm like, it's really not there. So then... I panic. I'm like, oh God, what? I haven't even worn it. I don't remember the last time I wore it because I ain't been nowhere. So I ain't been outside. So, you know, I don't wear it in the house. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm hyperventilating. I'm trying to get to the studio on time. That's another reason why I was running a little late because I left out the door later than normal. So I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. Y'all, I'm having panic attacks. Like, I don't even know how you have panic attacks, but I know today. So I'm looking, my son, one of my sons is gone. I'll tell you guys about that because I hyperventilated about that too. So, my youngest son, Sean, he's like pulling crushed out of his eyes and stuff. He's like, Mom, what's going on? I said, like, Sean, I lost the ring. I can't find the ring. So he's looking like, he probably said a curse word, like, oh, like he probably did. Because he had that look like, ooh, gay. He, he was like stunned, like, I don't know what to do. And so I'm running around looking, looking. I'm like, I got, and I got to go. I got to get to the studio. I don't have a lot of time. I mean, I'm just frantic. So I stop and I'm like, where is it? So I start being frantic again. I'm running around all the house. I go to the car and I'm like, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. That's all I'm saying. I swear I called the Lord so much. He knows I believe that he going to help me in trouble. Okay. Because I called him. I was like, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Oh my God, Jesus, 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 Jesus. No, Jesus. No. <laughs> my goodness. 
I called Jesus so many times. I can't even tell you. I probably said it a hundred times. It sounds like a very humbling experience. <laughs> oh, but it was. So I go back into my house with a tear about to flow down the side of my face because I cannot muster looking this man in his face and telling him, I can't find my ring. <laughs> so I said, Jesus, please, I got to get to the studio. I almost called you and said, look, man, I can't come today. I, I really almost called you and said it. It's that serious, man. It was that serious. I was like, I'm not leaving this house without this ring. I can't, I can't. So I go in my room. And I start throwing stuff everywhere as if that's going to help. Cause if it is in there and I toss it, like, then you're just really like, I'm throwing stuff everywhere guys. So I go into, I felt it was the Holy spirit that said, go to the dirty clothes hamper. I go to the dirty clothes hamper and I dump it out and I start shuffling stuff around. And then the shiny thing starts flickering at me. And I was like, it's the Lord shining his light upon me. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I'm so animated right now because y'all don't understand. I was sweating. My pits were so sweaty. It was horrible. <laughs> so as I'm pulling back the towels, what do you see? That beautiful rock says, here I am, mom. Don't ever do this again. <laughs> and then I remember what I did. I had a certain pair of pants that fit me very well, I might say. And I was uh, washing my hands in the bathroom and I took the ring off and put it in my pocket. This is why I don't wear the ring around the house, because of things like this. When I'm outside, I'm very much so aware. But when I'm in the house, I, feel I don't like pay you're attention. pointing blame I am. On, other, on your jeans now. Like I the am. jeans said, please give me a ring. It did. It called it. It said, okay. it said, put it in the little, you know, the little compartment some jeans have, like that little yeah. itty bitty pocket. That is Holding the, accountability for yourself just you know, doesn't make I any sense. I put it in the itty bitty pocket, not the big pocket, but the itty bitty pocket above the big pocket. And guess where it was? In the itty bitty pocket, in the pair of jeans that fit me real nice. And it just doop, fell on out like, hey, at least I stayed where you put me. And I was like, oh, Jesus, I'm never doing this again. So, ladies, have a ring box everywhere in the house. So when you take it off, oh, look, ring box. Put it in a ring box. You never have to guess where it is. Just 30 or 40 I'm ring I'm getting ready boxes. to go on Amazon, literally, and find like a, like a quantity of 100 ring boxes. And I'm going to have ring boxes all over the house. So when I take the ring off, guess where it's going? In a ring box. So we ain't never got to look for it. It's going to be in a ring box. Because I just literally had a mini heart attack or stroke. I'm pretty sure I did. I'm pretty sure I did. And I was terrified. Because I could just see Bubba crying. Like, he's a sensitive man with things like this. And I could see him like, really? That didn't happen. Really? Really? I love you, girl. I'm truly trying to restrain myself from choking the life out of you because I love you. <laughs> like I can see that happening. And then my son. So y'all know Corona ain't gone, right? I know contrary to popular belief, according to people that I see, they may think it's gone, but it's not. It's still here. Just in case you didn't know. And my son is in Indianapolis right now for a baseball tournament. And I got to say, as these things are happening, because now more and more friends, I have a friend now who has coronavirus. Um, I've had a couple of close people that have had coronavirus. So now it's like, hmm, okay. And like they say, you don't think something is real until it affects you, right? It, it happens. We are ignorant to that fact. Well, guys, just so you know, he's in Indianapolis. They left on a Tuesday night at like 1140-ish. They drove. It's 13 hours. And for whatever reason, I just, it's not that I don't trust their dad to take care of 
his sons. He does. Like he he would never let anything happen to his boys. I mean, he's proven that when we were married and, and he's continued to prove that. I know that. But it's something to be said about the anxiety of just things can happen. Like we're, we're, I think this pandemic has definitely put me in a mindset of just anything can happen because a lot of things are happening. And so when my sons are not within my, my grasp or within my control, even though I do trust their father and I'm not concerned about, is he going to, you know, look out for him? He will. It's just that, that anxiety. And so now I'm like between losing the ring temporarily, um, I'm so, I'm so not going to hear the end of this. I almost wish I wouldn't have released it into the atmosphere because as soon as he hears about it, I knew it. I knew it. I told you. I told you. Oh, shut it. But the point is, I went through a lot of anxiety, guys, this morning. I've had a lot of anxiety, period, like over the last few days. And, you know, pray for me. Okay. And that's all I got to say about that. That's it. That's your news you absolutely cannot use. Okay. There you go. And, um, yeah. <laughs> so, or what? You look like you was going to say something. Y'all wish y'all could see Italian Stallion. No, he's going to say no, no. No, see, see. I'm just glad you found it. Mm-hmm. That's the look you had too. Like, this could have been so different. Could have <laughs> been so much worse. <laughs> but it's not. And we're moving on. Like that. All over. Bye. So, let's talk today, guys. As you can see, the title is Your Suspect. Now, the reason I wanted to talk about this is because the pandemic has really pulled the sheets back, pulled the covers back in relationships. It's pulled the covers back in companies. It's pulled the covers back in purposes. Um, it's pulled the covers back a lot, right? Masks have came off and went on. There's two different things happening here. The masks of personalities have came off, but then we are covering up in other ways. And I chose this topic today because we're continuing the conversation on relationships, but I want to focus today on what you believe. When you're in a relationship, any type of relationship, friendships, business, intimate, marriages, you know, whatever, what do you believe? Because it all starts with, it all starts there, your values. What do you believe? Now, uh, I've said this before, and for those of you who are new to listening to No Ordinary Church Girl, I do believe in the principles of God's word. Am I overly churchy? No. I don't practice the rules and regulations of what it is to go into a building. And I'm being specific here because for, for the sake of not understanding the faith, if you will, if, if you're not a Christian, some will walk into thinking church is the building when really church is the body, meaning the people and how you move in being an example of living a Christ-filled life, okay? So two very different things. I am not churchy in the sense of the rules, regulations, the structure of what it is to be in the building. Do I go to church when when we were all doing that? Yeah. I love the fellowship of it. I love connecting with people. That's in any facet. I like going to a nice lounge and hearing live music, right? I'm not into the club scene. That's not my thing. But have I been there? Mm Mm-hmm. I know all about the club scene. I did it very early in life. (laughs) There's not much that you can talk to me about that I am not aware of or have experienced. So you're suspect. Let's go there. What I'm getting really um, frustrated by, I I guess we'll say, we'll use that word because I I don't, I don't tend to get angry about topics. I don't do that. 
Now, I might get angry if you go somewhere and I have to get that under control. But when we're talking about topics and having dialogue, I'm I'm good on on any platform, I feel, when it comes to those, those topic matters, whatever they may be. I'm saying you're suspect if you say you believe a thing, but you have trouble standing in it. When you say you believe a thing, but yet you tend to blend more than you bend. And what I mean by that is this. You could be, let me back up. I'm going to say this first. I know for a fact that my whole positioning and who I am is to create curiosity about Christ. What am I saying? That's what this podcast is for. That's what everything that I do when it comes to my posting on any type of platform, when I'm talking to people, if I'm on a panel, if I'm speaking, there is this curiosity of who are you, you know, at your core? How are you able to be who you are? How are you, how are you able to be so confident when you walk in a room and you just talk to people like you've known them for years? How are you able to be in the company of, say, a drug addict and not be intimidated or, or not intimidated, but afraid that something's going to happen? Well, it's because of how I live my life. It's because of the standards that I've built, what I believe, right? I believe in the principles of God's word. So that's what I stand on. That's how I move. Now, when I say I believe in the principles of God's word, that means I take his word and I take out what he's showing me as in how to move and interact with people in his life. That's that it's that simple for me. Right. So when I'm in the company of an adulterer, when I'm in the company of um, a drug addict, when I'm in the company of someone who just lives a looser lifestyle, maybe they're promiscuous. When I'm in the company of a liar, when I'm in the company of um, a parent, that's an abuser. When I'm in the company of an abuser period, when I'm in the company of a manipulator, I still believe what I believe. But what I can do is I can be in their company and I can blend, blend meaning I'm there and I don't make you feel like you can't approach me. I'm there and I don't make you feel like you can't be in my company, but I don't bend meaning I don't begin to become whatever environment I'm in. So, so let me, let me kind of un wrap that a little bit more. Think about seasoning. A seasoning that you put into, say, uh, your favorite dish, right? And you add that, and it seems like it gives it that, just that extra, mm, like it was missing something, right? It blends well, but it still stands out. Like, you know, it's there, right? It's no different than when you're in the company of your friends and there's just something about you that still sticks out because of your beliefs, because of who you are, because of how you position yourself. But yet you still blend in well. It's like that accessory to that nice suit for that man or those shoes to that nice outfit, right? It blends. It doesn't cause a disruption in the flow of the eye when you look at it. It's like it just, it just flows, right? It blends well. When a woman gets her hair colored and she does the highlights, it blends well. It still sticks out. Like, you know, something's different, but it blends well. It's not awkward. My question to you, though, I call you suspect when you say, no, I believe uh, I believe in Christ. I believe in God. I believe this. I believe that. But yet you judge on a ridiculous level. You're suspect. You say, I love people. I love God. I, I love that one. Love God. Love people. Okay. So then why is it so hard for you to be patient with someone that you say you love? You're suspect. And I know it's like, well, you're taking it to the extreme, Cole. No, I really want you to begin to look at it. Because 
we're in a stage of life, we're in a season of life where people really need to be able to stand firm on what they believe, whatever it is you believe. If I'm sitting in the company of a Muslim, I don't chastise them about why don't you believe in Christ? Because a Muslim does not believe that Christ is the Messiah. They believe that he, he came, but they don't believe he's the Messiah. He's not, he's not the Savior, okay? So I'm not going to sit here and debate it with you. We can have dialogue about our beliefs, but I'm not going to change my belief system. I'm not going to be in the company of someone and say, it's okay for you to continue to smoke weed every single day <laughs> and nothing's going to happen. You're good. You can smoke weed every day. None, you can do it and nothing's going to happen to you. That's not my belief. I grew up, guys, listen, I grew up with folks that smoked every day. I got contact probably every other day, probably. I don't know. It, it was in my house. Okay. My dad did it. He tried to hide it, but me and my sister knew he did it. But what I'm telling you is I seen the after effects of it for him and I didn't like it, but I don't judge people for it. I just say my belief. I stand on my belief. That's it. That's all. I don't judge you for what you choose to do. I just stand on my belief. You're suspect if you continue to bend in every room that you go into. You're suspect because nobody can trust who you really are. Believe what you believe, stand on what you believe and walk in that. But don't begin to bend every time you move in a different circle. I, I have an issue with businesses right now. <clears throat> and let me be honest. You're suspect to me because I keep seeing all this uh, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. We support the movement, blah, blah, blah. Are you doing it because you really believe it or are you doing it because you're afraid of the dollar being taken from your company? You're suspect for me because I'm going to watch you. Is this really what you believe or are you doing it because you feel threatened? That's not the right reason to do it. Do it because you believe. For those who say, for example, people get chastised when they hear someone say, well, all lives matter. Okay, that's your, if that's your position, that's what you believe, that's what you believe. But do you also believe that black lives matter? Or are you saying, no, I mean, I, all lives matter. But do you believe in what's happening right now? And it's okay if you don't. That's your belief. I'm not going to hate you for it. I'm not going to hate you for it. Stand on your belief, though. This is why God says, you cannot be a double-minded man because nobody can trust that. I'd rather be in the company of an enemy that tells me they're, they're my enemy. I know you're my enemy than for you to tell me you're my friend and you're really my enemy. That's really what I'm trying to drive home to you all is that stand on what you believe. I got friends, I got to tell you, it's the most honoring thing to know that people can tell you their deepest, darkest, scariest secrets, right? They can tell you and they tell you because they trust you not to go tell everybody else. You suspect if I tell you something and all of a sudden I turn around and I hear bits and pieces of a similar story from somebody else. You suspect. You can't hold water, boo-boo. It's okay. We just know how to deal with you. But the problem is too many of us don't know what that feels like to be betrayed at that level. And so we walk around just going in different circles, trying to make connections. Oh, yeah, I know such and such. You know this, that, and the other happened. You might want to just, you know, have a conversation. But was it for you to release that information? And why did you do it? You suspect. You need to start looking at, we talked about fools last week. You need to start looking at those individuals that every time you turn around, they're flipping stories. 
they're moving in certain circles to get their name out at the expense of you or at the expense of uh, entertainment because it was a good story. You suspect. What do you believe? What do you believe? And if you believe what you believe, can you stand in it? This is why I, I spoke on the young lady who um, is a pretty strong influencer out on Instagram, and she made a statement during Blackout Tuesday, and then she wanted to retract the statement. And I'm not saying that she retracted it because of all the hell that came behind it. I'm, I'm asking, was that really what you believed? And if you did, stand in it. The good, the bad, the ugly. Because when I look at who Christ was here on earth and what I've read in my Bible and what I've seen, he got much persecution, but he never changed his belief. He got much uh, hate and liars. People lied on him, but he never changed his belief. Are you willing to stand firm in what you believe or are you going to bend? Are you going to bend? Are you going to go this way because, oh, it's too much heat, it's too heavy? Or are you going to stand in what you believe? Whatever that may be. For me, I don't have a problem saying that I believe in Christ. I don't have a problem saying that, you know, I'm a pretty confident woman. Yes, I've been through some things. I don't have a problem saying that I can give grace to adulterers because I've been one. I don't have a problem saying I can give grace to liars because I know what it is to lie. I don't have a problem saying I know what it is to be promiscuous and look for love in the wrong way because I've been there. I'm not afraid to stay that, say that I can stand in that because I believe that I am not that person anymore. And I can show you how not to be that person anymore without judgment, without ridicule, without persecution, because I didn't get that when I was walking it out. I got persecution. I got lied on. I got called things that I'm never going to repeat to anybody because it's not, there's no point. I'm not going to give it power, but I still believe that the woman I once was, I'm no longer. And I can stand in that. Even the people who try to come in my past and say, well, I remember when. And some of you have family members that still talk to you and in, the, in the reference of who you used to be and not who you are. Because they keep referring to the former and not the new. And all you can do is continue to stand in what you believe and what you know is true about you. If you can't, you're suspect. I know you don't want to hear that, but that's just fact. Who are you really? Who are you really? And are you willing to stand in that truth, because now's the time to do that. Whatever that truth is for you, whatever it is you feel led to do, whatever it is that you're pushing towards, you are suspect if you're not willing to stand in it. The good, the bad, the ugly, indifferent. Because at the end of the day, who are you really? I want us to start being courageous about what we're called to do, what we feel purpose to do. And even if you don't have it all figured out, this is what I believe I'm being led to do right now, and that's what I'm standing in. I promise you the right things will line up. When you stand firm in a belief, you can manifest some crazy stuff because you believe it. It starts with the inner being. It starts with you. You have to believe it. My sons believe in the fact that they're going to be professional actors and athletes. They believe that. When you hear their conversations, I don't know too many kids who talk about multi-million dollar deals like my sons do. Unless, guess what? They're around multi-millionaires all the time. That's just what they know because that's just all they've seen. My sons have not been in that, but I have a son who has flew on a private. I ain't even flew on a private jet yet. My son at 13 years of age flew on a private jet to Vegas, stayed in a plush, okay, plush hotel because his belief aligns with everything that's happening to him. 
and he's elevated ever since. He's on a team, and I'm not saying this to impress you. I'm saying this, and you probably heard this before, to press upon you your belief system. My son, TJ, who's playing in Indianapolis right now, it's playing on Deion Sanders' team. Okay? Cowboy, Dallas Cowboy. He also played baseball. For those of you who don't know, he played baseball and football. He's on his team, sponsored by Deion Sanders. He has a belief that everything he believes is lining up to that. I've watched it. He doesn't even, I don't even think he even realized what he's manifested in his life. At a young age, at 16 years, he's manifested so much. My question to you, can you stand in the good, the bad, the ugly, and the indifferent? Can you stand in your beliefs to see what you desire to see manifested in your life? Because if you can't, you're suspect. You're not going to be successful because you can't stand in anything. You go with the flow. You go with the trends. You go with the current. Sometimes you got to go against the current. Are you courageous enough to do it? So don't be suspect, family. Let's not be suspect. Let's begin to stand in what we believe. Let's begin to walk tall, even if you have to go against the current, the current being your family, your friends, your finances. Your money may say you don't have it. <laughs> your money might right now, and your bank account may say you ain't got the money to do that. But if you believe, you'd be amazed at the resources that God will put in your path. You got to believe it. Can't be suspect. Can't be out here suspect, guys. So I wanted to give that to you today because I felt it so heavily in my heart. And um, I just I just want us now to really stand in that. And if you go to the scripture of the double-minded man, you will understand why God says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Because you truly are. You truly are. When you can't stand in what you believe, you are, you're going to continue to be unstable because you're just jumping from thing to thing to thing. Be confident in who you are. Be confident in what you're called to do and watch everything align the way it's supposed to. So family, you know what we do. Let's continue the conversation. You know, I love it when you drop stuff in my DMs. I actually have not shared and I got some DMs. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Just got to organize them. But drop it in the DM or drop it in the comments on Instagram or Facebook at No Ordinary Church Girl is the handle. Just real simple. No Ordinary Church Girl. Find us. You'll see the beautiful yellow, red, red and yellow uh, handle, if you will. It's pretty nice. You know, it's not it's not me, but it's, a, it's an image of me. I'm working on a, another one. You'll see it down the line. It's not important. Anyways, getting off track. You guys know what to do. I love you. <laughs> Be sure to continue the conversation and let's continue to grow in God together. And as I always say, may your Monday be far from ordinary and your week manifest into God's best. Love you much.